This is Missy with Aroma Freedom Clinic, and I am so happy to share with you one of the practitioners from the clinic today. This hey. is Carla. Hey, Missy. Carla is an amazing woman who has so many gifts and so many skills that she shares that I am just really, really happy to have you on the podcast today, Carla. So thank you for being well, here. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here to share what we have going on with the Aroma Freedom Clinic. Yeah. You know, the clinic is just wonderful. We, you know, our goal is to heal a million in a year and with everybody's help, it's, we're really going to be able to do that and just reaching people and the knowledge that we're sharing. So today, what we were going to talk about is owning your wellness. And so how many people really do that is the question, own your wellness. And, you know, when I ask you, Carla, you know, owning your wellness, what do you think of when I, when I ask you that? Uh, and be honest, you know, because that's yeah. not something you hear, right? What is, what is owning your wellness to you? And for those of you that are watching, you know, I can uh, type in a message. What is owning your wellness to you? I'm just, I'm just curious. Being on this wellness journey, you know, where, where I've come to a place of what it means to me now is what am I going to do about it? What action steps are, am I going to be taking to actually have wellness? So if I'm not taking action and doing the things, you know, then I'm probably not going to have the wellness that I desire as, as I age, you know. Exactly. If so, if you don't take action steps to own your wellness. So how would you go about that? You know, how do you even go about owning your wellness when your life is going 150 miles an hour? You, you have children. Um, everything's pulling on you, you know, you're a mom, you're this, you're that. And we at Aroma Freedom Clinic, first of all, want you to know that we have devised, uh, well, excuse me, we didn't devise it. There's this wonderful doctor that um, created the techniques that we use that devised this method that we have brought forth, which is called a six by five by four. And so if you're really stuck and wondering how to find the time to make room for your wellness, contact us. I just did a session with somebody um, helping her just on that. And I tell you, the session took maybe 20 minutes and um, we were good. She was good to go. And she was 100% confident that her well-being was the most important thing. So owning your well-being is... It's kind of like deciding that you're the most important thing in this in this life. And without well-being, we don't have anything. And so honestly, that should be on the tip of your thoughts, meaning the very first thought should be well-being. Because your well-being is the most important thing that you have. And without it, you have nothing. I don't know how many people I know, excuse me, that didn't make any sense. I don't know how many people I don't know. Um, it's Friday. I've been talking all day long. <laughs> True. Uh, anyway, 
you know, I know so many people from so many different avenues. Thank gosh, I've met so many amazing people, but some people that are billionaires, but their health went and there was nothing they could do about it. But you know what? You've been here in this crud forever. So, you know, what's really the problem, people? How come you can't get off the couch? How come you can't do the things you want to do? What's wrong with you? Are you lazy? Are you undisciplined? Are you this? Are you that? The truth is it's none of that. So let's just let go of all the crap that everybody sells you and makes billions of dollars off of telling you that you're lazy or maybe you have the fat gene or whatever. It's all crap, crap, crap. 35 years as a health and fitness expert, I tried everything to get people to stay on the programs that I put them on where we cooked all their food for them. They lost all their diseases. Yes, I'm going to say it. All their diseases went away and they lost all their weight. They felt amazing. They lived the life they wanted to live. People that couldn't get pregnant got pregnant. People started new jobs, new romances, moved, did amazing. They were living their life. But if we weren't holding their hand, they couldn't stick with it and they go back to their old lifestyle. Well, I'm not the type to judge brilliant people because I know you're all brilliant out there. At least some of you are, not all of you. I'm not saying all of you. I'm not giving you all credit for that because some of you just purposely make bad choices so but the other ones of you that don't what you don't realize is that you're in fight or flight and that implicit memory is the 90 percent of you 90 percent of you really listen because we're so darn egoic that we actually think we are controlling everything in our life when we are only controlling 10%, let me say it again. Now, this is not metaphysics and this is not, this is actual proven science that you are only functioning at 10%. That's what we have, the choices we can make. So we can decide what we wanna eat, da da da, da da da. We can't control the weather. We can't control a lot of different things in our life. And the truth is the 90% is what is dictating your health, your perception of reality, your wealth, your happiness, and absolutely every single thing about you. <laughs> I mean, wow. And you know, I had to come to terms with that in a very, very hard, hard, lesson and way but the really great thing is is that we can change it and then you can own your wellness you see we have a tendency as humans to please excuse my language but i believe everybody on facebook's over 18 to do things ass backwards we really do we try to change the outside hoping it'll change the inside when we have been doing that since the beginning of time and as far as I can tell, nothing has changed out there. The same things that are happening that they have been happening since medieval times, it just looks different. But the people that are really making the changes are the people that are working on the inside and realizing exactly what Carla and I are talking about right now is that, yo, 10% isn't much. But when we start digging in that 90%, what happens is everything in your life changes. Everything that you want just opens up, the doorways all open up because you don't have that implicit memory blocking you. 
And it's blocking you because most likely you tried to change your life in the past. You tried to do different things and it didn't work and it hurt you or it did whatever. And so your ego is wrapping around and trust me, it doesn't come through as Missy, do not go work out because every time you do, you just gain the weight back and it hurts you. No, it's not like that. It comes through as something completely different and you don't even recognize it or acknowledge it. Well, this is the thing, Missy, we buy into that thought process um, in that we, we just accept it and we think, well, that's just what we, who we are and that's just the way it is with me. But that's not really true, right? We know differently now that that's not just who you are. If that person, that it's, if it's something you don't like about yourself, that you, we can actually do something about it, you know? But the problem is, will we do something about it? Will you? You know, it's not that it can't be done. Changes can happen. But will you take the steps to make the changes? Will we? Take well, you know, do you think, because, you know, <clears throat> being an ex-military and ex-bodybuilder and, you know, I used to really think that people were just lazy. I mean, I really did. I thought because being in the military and my whole life is I was unhealthy. So I can't eat fried foods or any of you know, this, that or another yeah. thing. So I thought, why can't I guess what I'm trying to say is from 14 down, I was so sick all the time that they wanted to put me in a bubble. So when I got a hold of health by learning from you know, uh, natural paths, like at 14, going to a natural path, considering my age was like going to a witch doctor, you know, and now it's like 7-Eleven there on every corner, but he really did teach me about foods. And then being a professional bodybuilder, I learned how a teaspoon of oil would affect the body because you could actually see it on your body when you were that lean, you would see it. So I used to think, you know, I've had to be so disciplined my whole life that it's just second nature to me that what's wrong with people? Don't you want to feel good? Because once I grabbed onto feeling good, I never let go. I never let go because maybe it's because of what I grew up around. I grew up with primates. <laughs> yes, I did see primates, Carla. <laughs> and they were disguised like humans, but I'm sure they were primates under there. But anyway, um once i felt i didn't want to be like them first of all and i didn't ever want to be rude you know and you know ruin somebody's day because i didn't feel good or anything like that mm -hmm. and it served me really well and i thought i had a handle on it until like i said i broke my neck and had to have double neck fusion surgery and then i came out of it in suicidal depression so that was a whole nether era i had to go into and I didn't understand it because what I was, the main question to be asking is why is this manifesting in my life? And that's really what I was asking every doctor I went to is what is going on? You know, because you can't attack my diet. I eat a bodybuilder's diet. I drink a gallon of water a day. I work out every single day. I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't eat fried foods. I don't eat sugar. So all these things that you say, that you know can cause depression. I don't have an abusive life. I have a wonderful husband. I have a great family. I have no drama, blah, blah, blah. I meditate. Da, 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 da. So why is this manifesting? What is going on? Nobody can answer that question. So what I'm trying to say is people that we think, gosh, why can't you just do it? 
well, why, why am I depressed? Why am I, why is this happening in my life? Why is this going on? Why is this manifesting? And then that's when I got to learn about chemicals in your brain, trauma, what it does when we go through traumatic experiences, it goes into our unconscious, the brain can't process it. So it's still going on in your brain. So all that trauma is still going on. Those little scenes are still going on and spitting out those chemicals. But like I said, it's the 90% of you. So we're so focused on the 10%, unless you're extremely intuitive, you're not focusing on how you feel. Most people, if you ask, how do you feel? They'll say hungry, tired, something like that. But not deep like, I don't know, something doesn't feel right inside me. Da, 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 da. I don't know. So. I had to learn that implicit memory was the reason why I woke up in suicidal depression because I got stuck, not by my choice, but because the trauma of the surgery and them telling me if I, three weeks leading up to the surgery, I couldn't walk. And they said that my spinal cord was 99.9% .9 impinged. And that if I sneezed wrong, that I would be paralyzed for the rest of my life. So I spent, you know, three months in trauma. I mean, object terror. And then, you know, the surgery and you've got a neck. It's just horrifying, the whole thing. And, you know, before they do the surgery, they uh, initial your neck. I mean, everything is so, so robotic, you know. Mm -hmm. But what it did is it triggered all of my trauma. That's what it did. So it just put me into implicit memory. And I was literally stuck in nothing but implicit memory trauma. That's suicide. I couldn't remember anything outside of it. I was just stuck in it. And then it would wave in and wave out and wave in and wave out. And that's what brought me to learn about implicit memory and how we can heal it. And I give you this extreme case of mine if, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to talk the way I am today and show you that it's also the reason why you get heavy in life. It's why you give up on your dreams and your goals. It's why you're sitting in front of the TV every night or having a drink every night or you're overeating or you're overworking because you're denying the very thread that makes you human. And that is to fulfill the reason why you're here and it's not to suffer and it's not to go without nobody taught us that you know i don't know about you carla but i grew up in the generation of suck it up i'll give you something to cry about you know all that stuff yeah. <laughs> and what uh fear or pain is just fear leaving the body you know so we all just learned to suck it up and we sucked it up all right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep we piling it in, just piling it on, you know, piling <laughs> on, on the crap. Just suitcases, you know, literally. And so you wonder why you can't, you know, make yourself important, uh, owning your well-being. So there's got to be steps you can take. There's got to be initial steps to start. And one of the easiest ones is drink water. 
Your body is made of energy when it boils down to it. Your brain is a massive receiver. 70% of your energy level comes from just what you see in front of me right now. H2O. I've seen people complicate that, this type of water, that type of water, do, you know, just drink water. Just drink water, not from the tap. I don't care what they say. I can smell the chlorine in the tap water. It's terrible. <laughs> drink water, drink at least three liters of water a day and start there. You will be amazed at how much clearer you get right out of the gate. I have been working with people on drinking water for 35 years. I haven't, I don't generally even bother on this part, but on owning your well being, I'm here to give you some tools that you can use to help you to get on the platform of well being. Because owning it and actually becoming that are two different things. And too many times we spend our entire life talking about it and never pulling the trigger. I'm not one to sit and talk in circles. I'm one to take action. So you should talk to my 21 year old sons. It's very hard. He likes to talk all day and long about just, he just likes to talk because he's 21. Well, I'm in my fifties. I don't want to talk. I never really did even when I was 21. Oh, let's get to the point. What is it? <laughs> let's go. Drinking water. You know, if I have any clients that are listening right now, you know, you could speak up and help these people out that are listening to me. Clients from my past that know what a difference it made in drinking water. But here's the thing. They couldn't even remember to drink the water, even though they felt a hundred percent better. Did you know that my husband will age 20 years if he doesn't drink his water? I'm not kidding. It is a night and day difference. Not only does he age, but he becomes a completely different person. He becomes very irritable and not a lot of fun to be around. So the number one thing that you can do right out of the gate that won't cost you any money at all is drink water. Now I could go on and on and spend an entire podcast talking about hospitals in Japan where they're doing all this therapy with people just drinking water. Your body's made of energy. That's just science. You're a conduit. The biggest conduit of energy is what? Water. If you are a sluggy swamp, you're not going to be a very good receiver of anything. Mm, true. Nothing. You're going to be like a radio station, an FM, really bad FM radio that you can't tune into. So your life's going to be like static all the time. And that's what you're going to feel like. And life's going to feel that way. Drink the water. Then. It's just a small step, Missy. It, it's a small step that's easy to do. It doesn't cost anything extra. You know, you put that challenge out there to the practitioners. And I've been actually doing it. I haven't made a gallon a day. That's that's really hardcore. But, um, and I don't even know. It's only been, what, like, I think it's four, four or five days, I think, since we started. And, um, but just just the idea that I uh, am doing it has it's like gave me a lift. It's a, um, that, because I'm doing something for myself because I'm actually taking a step towards wellness. And it's just made, it's made a difference in just the way I feel about just getting up and going through my day. I just, I've been, I've been enjoying like 
okay, I got to get my water in, you know, and I get it in, but in the morning, and then I just been doing it through the day. So, yeah, I just like, that's a little extra step that uh, we, we can all easily take that doesn't cost a good bit of money at all. So I think that that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's focusing on yourself. We are so outwardly focused. And when we're outwardly focused, it really drains our energy. So it's really good just by drinking your water is going to get you to focus on yourself, even if it's just for a second. Mm -hmm. And that is huge. I mean, you're checking in with yourself just by drinking the water. We aren't paying any attention to ourself. Nobody ever taught us to. As a matter of fact, I think they told us that was selfish, right? If we thought about ourselves, then that was selfish. Yeah, yes. and I think a lot of women walk around with that thing. Anytime they try to go out and do something for themselves, any type of self-care, they think it's being selfish or it's taken away from their kids or their husband. But um, I like to go back to that airplane thing where if you can't, uh, you know, put the oxygen on yourself first, because if you can't, if you don't, you can't take care of yourself, then you no good for nobody else either, you know? So I like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking that different train of thought of it's okay to take care of myself and have self-care. And I think a lot of women, women raising kids or taking care of elderly or all those people, I think they all could use some self-care just to help them along the way. I mean, it's hard out there sometimes, you know, and if you put forth some effort in yourself, I think it just uh, makes it can make a huge difference. I think, yeah, you're right. It makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't know, some people maybe do it to hide from themselves and they don't have to take care of themselves. But whoever those women are, if you're listening, I want you to know that you don't have to be afraid of who you are because you're magnificent. Everybody, well, most people are. It's not as hard as you think to take care of yourself and focus on yourself. I know a lot of people don't want to because um, they're afraid of what they feel when they stop. I want you to know at Aroma Freedom Clinic, we have a four-step process that is so easy to follow and so easy to do. And you just feel amazing. You absolutely do. And it's simple. And I'll tell you, it releases an entire constellation. I call it like a star constellation of all this negative trapped energy inside of you. And what is negative trapped energy? Of course, it's the big things like trauma, but it's also the little things because as they say, the little things are the most important. Well, the little things add up and become big things. And so anytime you don't get your emotional needs met, you have trauma being stored. And that means undigested emotions. And it's because all of that stuff. I was going to say a lot of people think, oh, trauma. Well, I haven't really uh, had a lot of trauma. I haven't had lost a, a child or had a house burned down. Or I have never been in a big car accident. Talk to us, Missy. Tell us a little bit about the little traumas that people don't consider that they're really traumas, but they are, you know, they're, they're traumas that uh, form in those those memories, those implicit memories. Well, we have so many traumas, so much trauma that we are used to it, to be quite honest with you, because now that I'm working in this area, there's a whole nother language that my family and I are learning to speak. And even my husband, 
And it's really, really amazing what's happening in my family because I'm paying attention to the times that I've adapted to just not getting my needs met. And once I realized, I mean, I've spent years uh, talking to a psychiatrist twice a week, a psychotherapist. So those are psychiatrists that don't just diagnose and prescribe. They actually are therapists um, to a chiropractor shaman every week where I've been learning all about the brain and all kinds of things. Uh, teaching me a whole nother language that I didn't get growing up and uh, most of us didn't get growing up and that what is traumatic not getting your emotional needs met and we're so used to that I mean we've gotten so used to it that we don't even recognize it anymore you just get used to walking away or you just get you I mean I said the other day I said something in front of my family something great that happened right and nobody was listening to me. And I said, don't worry about it. I'm used to it. And I walked away. <laughs> yeah, we think that's just normal. Right. I went, listening. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm used to being ignored around here. It's really not a big deal. <laughs> and, you know, but we talked about it later. And that was a laughing. It wasn't a serious one. But there's been serious ones where when I acknowledged this one night, I came downstairs and I blah, 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 blah. And there was nobody there to emotionally talk to me. So now that's the difference. I don't want you to problem solve it for me. And I don't want you to show me how to stuff it. What I want you to do is say, depending on the situation, wow, how, how, would, how did that feel? You know what I mean? That, that's where it gets interesting. How did that feel? What was that like? Or instead of trying to smush it down and, and get you past it and get you not to feel it, that's not meeting our emotional needs so on that specific evening i actually for the first time in my life i left my house i just left and i just went to talk to people down the street <laughs> i'm leaving i'm done but you know that was all part of a process of going wow um changing to get our emotional needs met because that's part of your well-being also i said we talk about meditation on this call. So real quick, I just wanted to uh, mention a lot of people are, I spent 10 years as a meditation teacher, and a lot of people are afraid of meditation. And that's just because you don't know what it is. Right? What is meditation? I just want to give you the core. I'm, I'm very much a core person. I don't BS around. Meditation is as simple as this. Sit down, take some deep breaths in, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in for a count of five, breathe out for a count of five. And when you're breathing, your thoughts are going to be going crazy depending on where you're at. Don't try to stop your thoughts. You will never, ever do that. Don't try to ignore your thoughts. Don't do anything with your thoughts. Let your thoughts do their thing. What I want you to do is breathe in for a count of five and breathe out for a count of five. And while you're doing that, I want you to feel your right big toe. And I want you to really feel it and focus on it because that's the only reason why you know you have a right big toe is you feel it unless you're looking at it. And then go to your left big toe and then go to your right heel. And if you're listening, you'll notice that your heel's going down already. Just listen to me saying it. 
go to your left heel. And if you need to work your entire way up your body. I've had a lot of people do this to go to sleep at night. Simply put your hands together, take some deep breaths in, count to 10, and in your consciousness, count very slow. One, two. While you're feeling your feet on the ground and you're breathing, guess what you just meditated? You just meditated. Izzy, most- can you share? Can you share some of the benefits of just doing those little practices? Well, I first wanted to share that because there's a lot of fear of it. And I wanted you to know that that meditation is being able to hold your attention. That's meditation. Being able to focus on your attention because your mind has always got it. Your thoughts are always spinning and that's what's always got your attention. And so you can let it run its course. I mean, you can put it behind you on a, on a train. I mean, there's a lot of different things I can teach people, but literally the basic form of meditation is just that getting from out here. Most people live their whole life outside of their body to in here through the breath, getting back. Cause you'll notice when I used to do guided meditation with people, they'd come in my uh, office and sit down in my chair and one, depending on who the person was and how fast they were talking when they came to the door, the first question I would ask them is, do you even feel your feet on the ground? And the answer was no. And then I go, do you remember walking from your car into my office? No. Most of us are going through life unconscious. Mm. Yeah. So I just wanted to give step one on the basic core, what is meditation? Because they made it really, I mean, I actually met a man in Sedona that actually told me he created meditation. He had a big school. I don't even want to go into it. I, I, I've, I've heard, seen all kinds of stuff. But really the basic core is being able to bring your energy from out here back into here. And that's the first core. And by doing that, you're going to relax. And so if you're starting meditation out, start with just that. Don't try to go 20 minutes into meditation. Don't try to reach the core of all living things. Just bring yourself back into your body. And I mean, literally fill your right big toe and you're gonna have to change it up because if the mind knows what you're doing before you do it, it's not gonna work. So fill your earlobe, fill a Q-tip in your ear, fill your hair touching your face, just fill. You notice everything I said was fill because when we're outside of ourselves, we're not feeling, we're projecting our energy. And when we bring it back inside of ourselves, I mean, and you can take it farther. And I guess with each podcast, somebody just asked me a question personally, if, if with each podcast, I give a little more and a little bit more, and I will do that. And then the other thing that I wanted to go over was the power of I am and words. So we experience a lot of things outside of ourselves. A lot of things. We go through a lot of things outside of ourselves. But let me ask you, if I go through depression, am I depression? Is that who I am? Is that my entire being? Or is that an experience I'm going through? Should we just change my name to depression? 
The power of owning something is giving your power away. Don't own it. You may be going through something, but you're not it. I am not the imbalances in my brain. And when I came to that, it was probably one of the freeing days I've ever had, was that I realized I'm not my suicide. I'm not the depression. I'm not the anxiety. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going through it. And oh yeah, when it hits a 10, I am it. But when I get out of it and I can step back, I realize it's something I'm going through. It's horrid and it's terrible, but I'm not going to give it my life and say, I am depression. I am this, I am that. It is something I'm going through. We do have to diagnose things so that we can understand what's going on, but what we don't want to do is give it all of our power. The words I am are extremely powerful. And so we have to change the inner dialogue. And that is part of owning your well-being is, is paying attention to what you're saying. Because we all go through some pretty horrific things in life, but it's not who we are. It's what we're going through. And the bigger question, instead of tagging on to something and becoming it, is working on your well-being is why is it manifesting? Now, you may get diagnosed with a disease, and I'm not saying do everything you can. Do everything you can. Do whatever you need to do. But go also go work with a team that's answering that. Why is this manifesting in my life? Why is this here? Why? Because just as... Depression, suicide are all, all imbalances in the chemicals in our brain. We also get cellular imbalances in our body. And when we get cellu cellular imbalances, we get diseases. And so while you're taking care of whatever you've been diagnosed with, find out why. Is it my lifestyle? Is it my diet? Is it, is it I was pushing myself too hard? Is it... Is it this? Because if we don't answer the whys, which is why I see a psychotherapist twice a week, I do meditate. I do um, AFT, which has helped me more than anything else out there. But that's the why, bridging the gap to the why. Well, I grew up with a really dysfunctional upbringing, literally primates. So there's lots of areas in my brain that didn't get developed. <laughs> and I didn't realize that was possible. <laughs> Did you realize that? There are areas of your brain that don't get developed because they're primates, man. I mean, they taught me the basic things. Nothing else. <laughs> no. And so there are areas of my brain that weren't developed and there were areas of my brain with trauma. And so answering the why is I'm working with people that are actually helping me develop those areas in my brain. And then with AFT, we're able to go in and release the charges that are on these traumatic memories that are releasing those chemicals. And we're able to actually transcend and transform everything about us, our skin, our hair, our nails, our cells, everything, because it's all coming from here. I think people forget that it's coming from here and from our unconscious. Now, we can't see our unconscious. And generally, we don't even feel it either until it takes shape or form. 
So always remember, we're always growing, learning, and healing. You know, even when I was going through uh, suicide, and I hear myself say, I'm going through, I'm going through this, but it's not who I am. I, what would want to come through me every single time is I am growing through this. Mm, that's good. That's good. But honestly, at the time, I didn't understand, um, you know, everything I've ever taught in my life, it's been from things I've gone through in my life. I've been a life teacher from life, mm -hmm. but I got to be honest, the whole suicide thing really had me literally turned upside down, inside out and every way but loose because I didn't understand that one. Because the last place I thought I'd be is where I am right here, right now. And it is the happiest place I've ever been in my life because I spent most of my life trying to make up for what I didn't get when I was young, but it was, check this out. It was 90% of my unconscious. So I wasn't even aware of it. I would have never told you I built a multi-million dollar company because I was trying to tell the primates that raised me, I won. And it wasn't until it fell and I'm, talking about suicide for, I don't know, about a year with the psychiatrist that um, it came out and I went, I lost. And I didn't even know that was in there. And I went, oh my gosh. And even why I became a big, huge bodybuilder. Well, I thought I did it because, I mean, I grew up with size zeros. The little primates around me were all size zeros. And, you know, I was built like the humpback to them. And because I weighed, you know, 20 pounds more than them. And I don't know. So I took it to the extreme, I thought. But no, comes to find out, I actually was doing it because um, none of the monkeys were going to beat up or do anything to me anymore. I got bigger than all of them. <laughs> I became the survival mode. You were in serious survival mode <laughs> over there with the people. Right. But I would have never known that. I would have, you know, it's funny because when I saw bodybuilders in the beginning, I was like, ew, gross. Who would ever want to look like that? Before you know it, I'm up on a national stage looking just like that. <laughs> <laughs> never say never, huh, Missy? Never say never. Okay. So owning your well being, we've talked a lot about that today. Owning your well being. That is making you the most important thing in your life before you are diagnosed with something that is going to make you, make you the most important. Wait, let me change that. I said that wrong, Carla. I know so many people that are taking medications because they have a chemical imbalance and they're not doing anything about it. And I am asking you, as a woman and a human being to please take action because that's not what you came here for. You are, every single person has a gift. Sometimes the gift is just being a booger so that we can be who we are, but take action. And it's right before you right here and now. Aroma Freedom Clinic is the most advanced technology that there is at this current time. It is proven by your neuroscientists 
implicit memory is talked about by your Fortune 500 companies. It's not a secret. It's just get off the internet, listening to all that crap out there. Get off the news, which is filling you full of lies. And fear. In fear. And when you go into fear, you go into fight or flight. And when you go into fight or flight, your body goes into implicit memory. You ever wonder why you snap at your children or you're this or you're that? It's because you're in fight or flight and you don't even know it. One session at Aroma Freedom Clinic, four simple steps and you will feel 25% lighter than you do right now. And hey, do we happen to have Monique out there in the audience? Because if we do, I just did a session with Monique. And if Monique, if you're out there, you may not be, you may be working probably. You could give us a little testimonial on how amazing you felt after the session. Taking ownership of your well-being. Let me say it again. Taking ownership of your wellness. Taking ownership owning your wellness, owning your wellness, owning your wellness, making you proactive instead of reactive. You know, getting stuck is very common and most people are stuck right now because we've been living in caves, literally. I mean, we got out of the caves and that wasn't easy. And now we're back in the caves, it's called our homes. I don't like it, Missy. I don't like it one bit. Mm -mm. It's not healthy at all. No. No, I don't need to go into the suicide rates that are increasing and all the mental fallout that's coming. COVID put us into fight or flight. Every single person is in fight or flight, whether we like it or not. It's in our unconscious. We felt it when it first came. We didn't know what it was. I remember when I walked in Oregon when I was still living there, I'd walk on these trails every day. And when I'd walk by another human being, they would literally walk 10 feet away from me and turn their back to me. It was the weirdest thing ever to go through. But it put us all into fight or flight. So that's happening. That's what's going on. So those of you that can't sleep um, or you're sleeping more, or you're drinking more, or you've put on weight, even though you're exercising, you're doing everything. When your body's in fight or flight, you can't process. Fight or flight is like being in a war. You're in a war right now, the 90% of you is. And we've just adapted to it, meaning we don't feel it anymore. When we first got locked down, we all felt it. It was horrible. That's scary, Missy, what you're saying there about uh, adapting. Like, that's a scary place when we start adapting to this this kind of lifestyle, you know, and these kinds of um, these kinds of things. We don't want to be there. We don't want to adapt to that kind of stuff. No, and we have. Our mind, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is your mind is doing it on your own, its own, to... Your mind is programmed for you to survive. So is your brain. So your mind is doing it on its own. It's not like you are choosing to adapt. Here in Texas, when the power went out, I felt it Sunday night, all night long. And then Monday, 
I really felt it. It was, it was one of the worst days I've had in a very, very long time. And, but the next morning when I woke up, I realized I'd already adapted. But then when the, uh, the blackout, the rolling blackouts came in and you'd have power for maybe a half hour and then you'd go without power for two hours. That was like a constant um, being shot. I mean, you'd be working on something and you could tell you were just waiting or hurry up and cook something because the power's on. You know, your house never got up past 55 and you didn't know when it was gonna come back on. Really got to feel fight or flight because we were constantly in it and we couldn't, we adapted when we had no power, but then once we had rolling power, that was different because it was off and on, off and on, off and on. So there, we couldn't adapt. So we, we really, really felt it. Mm-hmm. And when you're living in that, like we felt it, that's horrible. I mean, you are waiting for something to happen. How many people in life are waiting for something to happen? How many people are waiting for COVID to be over? How many people are waiting? What you need to do is not wait and take action, be proactive and know what's been done. We have all become reclusive in our caves. It is hard for people to even get out now and be social and step out of their cave. Yeah, because they scared that person down. Because their social skills were already dampered by the internet. And now it's really bad because there's been fear that your neighbor could kill you because of COVID. So the best thing we can do is be proactive and own it. Make the decision today to own your wellness. Make that be the reason why you get out of bed every day. Make that, if we are not growing, we are not living. It is innate within us to grow. So if we are not growing, we are not living. And why do we stop growing? Because of the amount of crap that piles upon us. It gets so heavy that you just can't carry it anymore. And so you give up, you surrender and you adapt to it and you don't even know you've done it because it happens so slow. Mm -hmm. So slow. Yeah. I mean, you don't just wait. I mean, my experience was a unique one coming out of surgery, you know, in depression, suicide and, and anesthesia, by the way, and surgery can do that to you. It's not mm-hmm. uncommon. They of course never tell you that, but it, it's quite common. <laughs> and, but most people are experiencing it every day, a little bit by a little bit, by a little bit, by a little bit. And so they're adapting and adapting and adapting until you're full throttle in a very awful place. So we, as the American people, need to face the facts. That's just the way it is. And take action. And we can do amazing things. We can do amazing things. With aroma freedom technique, you can change the chemistry in your brain. You can release the trauma. You can rewire, rewrite, biohack your brain 
I like the fact that implicit memory is IP because I'm kind of a nerd that way. Carla, can you take over for a minute and talk about conscious words? Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, what I was just going to share with them real quick was about the, um, what, I, what I liked about what's happening with me with Aroma Freedom is it's allowing me to uh, become more aware. And when, um, when Missy was talking just now, like it's, I'm, I'm seeing in myself, like I'm aware, like when I was fe I'm feeling depression coming on because I've been through depression before. So I'm aware. So I start to feel it, that it's happening. So that way it allows me to do something about it. And also like um, I, I used to do a lot of weight, weight training, like I was, it was regular for me. And so I just feel it. Like you start to be able to feel your body. You start to be able to read your area, kind of the people say read your room you start to be able to read what's going on in your life so you could actually take some steps toward getting better or so you don't sink down so low that you um that you can't you can't get up and because i used to describe depression as i feel like somebody pulled the rug out from under my feet really fast and now i can't get up and so but with Aroma Freedom has, uh, what I've found how it's helping me, it's allowing me to uh, just be aware of my health, uh, my mental state, uh, my physical body, just helping me be aware and uh, allowing me to take action steps because part of the Aroma Freedom technique is uh, how we close it out is we, um, we look at what action steps we can take towards um, gaining that thing in life that you really want to have. So um, yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to share that part, how Aroma Freedom's helping me with um, that kind of stuff, Missy. It's just helping me be aware. So, um, you know, especially that's like with the, with the depression kind of thing, it's just, oh, that's it's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, not allowing it. Like you come to a point where no, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to allow that myself to go back there. I'm, you know, I want better for myself. So, you know, that's really awesome. What you said is really, really powerful considering what I went through with depression and trying to understand it. Like I said, I, it wasn't something I've ever experienced in my life. So I wasn't prepared, you know, in my fifties for it, but when you really, and I didn't know about aroma freedom techniques, I've done every type of therapy there is out there. And it wasn't until I found Aroma Freedom Technique that I went, wow, you can stop something right in its tracks. It gives you power. You can be, we have learned so many things that now we can get pulled out of, and these are just personal experiences. We're not doctors, we're not diagnosing anything. We're not, we are just speaking of things that we've seen and people have shared with us. That is simply all we're talking about when we start talking, giving things names besides implicit memory. But when we start talking about anxiety, depression, all these things, we just want you to know that we're talking about what people have shared with us in our own personal experience, that with Aroma Freedom Technique, I have been able to pull myself out of a panic attack within 30 seconds. Yeah, because it helps you identify. It helps you identify the things that are holding you back. Otherwise, you're walking around blinded and you can't see them or you don't recognize them. So you can't do anything about them because you don't see them or recognize them. 
But with the aroma freedom, it allows, it clears you up so much that it allows you to see again and um, put you on a path to uh, making action steps towards getting better. It's powerful. It puts power in your hands. It gives you another choice instead of, like I said, I didn't know what was going on with me. I wanted to know why am I manifesting this? You know what? We just told you. We are manifesting things because of our implicit memory. And before we go, you know, there's something that I wanted to bring up that I have realized, and you know, I'm an activist uh, for an act I will get passed before I leave this planet and is um, the fight for every child's birthright. I'm not gonna go into that right now, but the reason why I bring that up is because there are so many people I have worked with young people that the only time they got attention from their parents was when they were sick. The only time they got nurtured and got their needs met was when they were sick. Mm -hmm. The only time mommy and daddy paid attention is when they were sick. I'm gonna just leave that there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Missy, I think we should tell them too about some things we got coming up. Um, I know that everybody's in a different place financially. And so we really want people to be able to um, have the Aroma Freedom Experience, try it out and uh, benefit from it. Uh, of course, you could uh, book a session with any of the, any of the um, practitioners that's always there and available. But we are actually working on some things that I want you guys to look forward to is we're working on some groups that are coming up that um, you'll be able to attend. We're going to be doing some education on what's aroma free, what is aroma freedom, how it's going to help you, um, how your benefit, how you can benefit from it. But we're going to be putting together some group sessions led by the practitioners where you could come in and be a part of and uh, take advantage of aroma freedom at a very uh, re reasonable cost. So I want you guys to uh, look, you know, stay in contact with the website as we will be adding and also the Facebook page as we will be adding those events uh, for you guys to, um, to try out and take advantage of. So those are coming up. Oh, thank you, Carla, for bringing that up. Yes, and we always have podcasts Friday at 3 p.m. Central Time. We're trying to see if this is the best time. Um, also on Clubhouse, we'll be going on there soon. You can reach us at aromafreedom.com or our Facebook page. Thank you guys so much. It's been a blessing as always. And Carla, you rocked it. I had fun with you today. <laughs> thank you for having me, Missy. Maybe a nervous wreck to come on, but it wasn't so weird. You're, you're awesome. You're natural at this. <laughs> All Thank right, you. everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a good weekend. Drink your water. Okay. Have a good weekend. Bye. Right, bye.